Yo, 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 it's your boy O King Johnny, O H underscore King, K I N G underscore Johnny. And I'm here representing the You and You podcast, unproductive and unapologetic. And I don't know why you haven't watched yet or why you haven't listened, but you need to get to it. It's the You and You podcast. Yo, 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 it's the You and You podcast. We are back again. We thank all y'all for the support. The numbers are growing like crazy. We mm-hmm. got the crew in the house. The whole crew is here. Some you're going to hear, some you gonna, you're not going to hear, some you're going to see, some you're not going to see. But it's O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny J O N N Y. Next to me, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, hey, we got my man. It's G Deck, aka G Deck Malvo, <laughs> aka <laughs> Wavy Dancer, Swag Boss. Follow me on MySpace. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> At uh, Kirk's real cousin. <laughs> what up, son? Go ahead, son. <laughs> gang, gang. Gang, gang. Am I really supposed to follow that? Uh, son. Damn. <laughs> Whatever, everybody. It's Scott. Everybody follow me on Twitter. SJH80. I got a link in my bio. Take you to my latest work. Hypocrisy in America. Go ahead, Rip. It's your boy, Rip. You can check me out on greatestiamblog.com. Instagram is greatest.i.am.blog. And I got two new blog posts up. I am not a stigma and I am forgiveness. Check it out. Bye. What's good? Save the best for last. Waves is back <laughs> in the building. Ooh. I'm going to change my at names on my social media so I can start giving that out because I don't want to offend nobody when I say <laughs> I my names. But, yeah. <laughs> well, until he does that, it's the You and You podcast. Hey. Everybody make some noise. We in here. Hey. Okay, so football season is upon us. We just found out today that Osweiler just went back to Denver. We don't quite know what that's all about. Oh, not yet. yet. They zeroing in. Okay, they zeroing in. in. So that means, bottom line, that no one has still called my man Cap. And so until then, I will continue my strike. Please somebody sign him so I can watch football. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, let's do real quick. Let's just warm it up. Uh, I'm a Bills fan. Been a Bills fan. It's caused me a lot of stress, a lot of heartache and pain. We feel sorry for him. Yet, I'm still holding on. I feel like there's nothing in life that can affect me after I lived through four <laughs> Super Bowl losses in a row. Yeah, that'll do it. If you ask four me what do I think my team is going to do this year, I would simply say we will do nothing. I'm a realist. <laughs> I feel like if we win five games, it would be a miracle. Greg, talk to him. Who's your team and what you expect? I'm a Niners fan all day uh, since 85. Uh, I'm going to go with... Six and ten, eight and eight. I think we're gonna surprise some people. Uh-huh, okay, okay. And who's y'all quarterback this year? It's uh, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer until next year. Okay. Now this this next one, <laughs> this, <laughs> this next team cousins. is <laughs> shout out my man cousins until, y- until y'all get cousins, right. right? Treat them good. Treat them good this year. Okay. So this next one is gonna be interesting because we have four. Redskin fans in the building. We're going to let them chop it up about their team for a minute, and then we're going to get right into it, starting with Waves. Woo-wee, yeah. Um, from the looks of it, as in preseason right now, I'm scared to even get a prediction for it because our offensive line is looking terrible. That's can't preseason. Even, you can't move the ball in preseason. What you going to do during the regular season? You'd be surprised. I don't know. Um, keep hope alive, brother. I... Uh, I'd give it a good eight games for us. Eight and eight. Redskins, eight and eight. 
Cousins gonna sign? Did Cousins sign the extension or deal or whatever? Nah, he gonna do it at the end of the season. Cousins y'all been saying that for five years. Mind <laughs> your business. Mind your business. Mind son, business. son, go ahead. Protect my What's, quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. We gonna go. I give us nine to seven, ten to six. Okay. Because I like our quarterback, unlike other people. Okay. I like our quarterback. I like him too. I think our quarterback like is the best quarterback in the division. But that's just me personally. I don't I like know about too. that, but I do like him. I mean, I think he's pretty good. He's better than he, everybody in the division. He is pretty, pretty good, though, right? He's pretty good. Cousin is, cousin is nice. Y'all can send him to Buffalo if y'all can. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. I haven't been impressed with anything I've seen. I don't think they're going to win no more than seven games this year. Woo, seven games. All right, Rip, it's on you. I honestly don't have a prediction. I don't have any expectations for the season. I learned a long time ago. Just did not have any <laughs> expectations. That's a real Redskins fan. Watch out! Watch how it change after week one. Oh, he's going. He's going. If they win the this first game, he's going to tell our group chat. Right. Right. You know how the group Super chat going to go. You're only going to hear from the Redskins fans right. during the group. All they got to do is get a first down, first play of the game, right. and they go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but anyway, it's been tragedy hitting Houston, and um, Hurricane Harvey came through with a vengeance, man, and it's been. A lot of uh, videos and pictures being posted on social media. We've seen George Bush travel down there to give his whatever that was. Um, there's been a lot of uh, flack and a lot of praise going on. I did see a, a CNN, CNN clip where they were questioning one of the charity groups. I want to say it was Red Cross. Red Cross yeah, and they yeah, was asking them about... Mm-hmm. Uh, where the money goes. And my my thought on that whole donating money was immediately that. Like, I don't like the fact that we send so much money and we really don't know what's happening yeah. with this money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was kind of glad the question was asked and it kind of sh- sh- shined some light on the situation. Like, yo, we mm-hmm. really need to work on like how this money is distributed. I like what J.J. Watt did with right. his his gathering of money, and he said he's going to try his everything in his power to give that money directly to the people. And I think that's what really needs to happen because it's going to be a lot of people in some bad spaces when all this clears. Right. But, Scott, go ahead. Give your thoughts on what happened. Well, it was a historic hurricane that um, hit the city of Houston, and uh, a lot of people in, they in trouble right now. Yeah. Lost their homes, lost their cars, probably, you know, uh, 39 people lost lives. Yeah. And um, a lot of people, they don't realize how big the city of Houston is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the fourth largest city in the United States as far as population. Wow. But I'm talking right. about size. Like, um, just, just to give you some, some, some scope, um, New York is 427 square miles. L.A. is 500 square miles. The city of Houston is 630 square miles. Wow. The city of Houston is huge. Yes. So yes. that's what, you know, and it's got a lot of high grounds. It's got a lot of low grounds. Mm-hmm. So all of the, the entire city is under underwater. Um, a lot, a big portion of the city got hit bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of the low ground is underwater, but that's why some parts of Houston is is okay. Right, right. Not, not, not the entire city is underground like it was a Katrina. Right. But the city is so big. Right. I mean, uh, m- much more people got affected. So the the I guess the main thing, if you in Houston, you need to get above sea level. <laughs> right. Because um, I mean, thank God, uh, my lady, her sister, and her cousin, they both live in Houston, mm-hmm. and I've been talking to them all week. They live on the side of town where it's, it's mostly high ground, so they they they've actually been okay. Right. Like they didn't that's have to good. evacuate or anything. That's so, good. So that's, that's good. good. Because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, mother was talking to her last night because we got family in Texas. She was saying too that people outside. Mm-hmm. was thinking they would be good because they didn't um. get affected. But they didn't realize they're trying to get supplies and stuff. Like, go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, we about to go get some more water or whatever we need. 
the trucks can't get in to supply right. the grocery stores, so you really affected even when you're not affected. Wow, wow! I didn't even think about right, that. Not planning for the you know thinking you good because the water ain't coming, but the trucks can't get in there to supply you, so it's you still affected by it. Go ahead, Rip. Oh, right now I'm just checking, and uh, they say the death toll has reached up to fifty people. Ooh. So far. Wow, fifty mm. people. Yeah, and I mean it's just a tough situation, and. Uh, like I feel the same way uh, about you with the Red Cross situation. You just don't know where your money's going when you donate, and there's a lot of people out there that want to help. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like you don't know who's really going to put the resources out there to help these exactly. people, mm-hmm. right. especially the Red Cross. I wouldn't give the Red right. Cross a penny off yeah. the ground, brother. <laughs> All that money they collected over five hundred million dollars for Haiti, and nobody knows where that money went. And they wow. said they only built, what they said oh. they only built six houses. Yeah, they what not five hundred million dollars. Not five hundred. They didn't build five hundred million dollars right. worth. Wow. Nobody knows where that money I went to this know day. That. I didn't know, but I've always been like that. And and believe it or not, I have a. a fa- I'm not going to say the foundation, but I have a foundation that I donate money to every single month. Okay, and since this and just thinking about everything, I'm like, yo, I think I'm going to change how I'm, mm-hmm. you, because right. you don't really mm-hmm. know. You're taking this money out of my account every right, month. Right. I don't really know. I mean, you send mm-hmm. me these little pictures of kids. You don't know for <laughs> real. But I don't really know for real. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just one of them things. Ways, what did you feel about it? Nah, it was definitely a tough situation um, to see and for like, everybody going through. Uh, I definitely pray for everybody that's down there going through the situation yeah. because I don't know what the hell I'd do if we was going through that. That's shit what right I was now. just about yeah, to ask. Right. If you if you was in a situation, if they told us right now DC was going to get hit with uh, you know a crazy hurricane or something that's very disastrous, what would your first reaction or thought be to do? We would. Me initially, I probably wouldn't even take it serious because we're not used that's to how it. We're used right. Exactly. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we think, okay, we about to get some wind, some rain. <laughs> we ain't got to really move even until we, it happened. Yeah, right. Even when we did have that. Little hurricane right. at one time. I remember that, we, was, yeah. we were still out in the streets playing and shit. Right. Right. We didn't take the shit seriously. But it's right. kind of like, not to get off subject, but uh, I remember that time we had the earthquake. earthquake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I remember being at home. I'm laying in the bed. I think I'm taking a nap. It's middle of the day. And I felt it shake, but I'm dreaming. Oh, I'm right. thinking a train, you know how the trains come through mm-hmm. your neighborhood, mm-hmm. kind of shake your house. And I'm thinking, okay, this train kind of strong. But I'm like, hold up. Ain't no trains around here. <laughs> right, right. So I jump up and immediately, you know, they teach you in school to, to go in between the doors right. or whatever. So I'm thinking, I jump up and I'm standing between the doors. And it lasted all of probably five seconds, right. but it felt like forever. Right, right. But after it happened, I was just thinking about being separated from my family. Right. My kids was in one spot, mm-hmm. wife was in another spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you do if this was real? Mm-hmm. Like, if. If it was mm-hmm. a bad earthquake, you know, and, and the streets and stuff was bad, how would you get to your family? Yeah, yeah. This is scary. Go ahead. One thing that disappointed <clears throat> me about this, uh, the hurricane, was that you know you saw a lot on social media about how the stores out there was price gouging on their right. water yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like forty nine dollars yeah, a case. Forty dollars yeah. for cases of water and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Best Buy got yeah, that yeah. shit was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Best, Best Buy put out an apology out. about that. Yeah. They shot their water prices up to like fifty dollars right. for a case and, of water. And in, yeah. and in those situations, that's when people start looting. Right. Yeah. 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 You trying to talk yeah. you fifty dollars for a case of water and a hurricane? But then the people bad when they start doing that. But going back to that hurricane thing, I remember vividly. I was sitting on a on a uh, table or whatever in Home Depot. I was talking to one of the managers, and we was just you know rapping. I think it was rapping about football, matter of fact, because he was a Forty Nine er fan, believe it. Or hey, not. good man. And um, 
He was like, he was, he looked at me. He was like, you see that? He was like, look up at the light. And I looked up at the light, and the light started shaking. I'm like, no, that's weird. And then you know, in Home Depot, it's, it's Home Depot is basically like a big old shed, right. basically. <laughs> so I looked up at the shelves, and the, I could see the shelves like rocking. I was like, yo, something ain't right. Soon as I jumped off the table, that's when it really started rumbling, <laughs> and the store started rumbling. I grabbed my bag. I'll never forget it. I walked straight to the door, straight to my car, got in my car, and pulled off. Everybody was like, what is that? I'm like, that's a damn earthquake. I'm gone. <laughs> and the reason why I left, because I was thinking, at the time I was married, I'm like, my wife is all the way across right. town, and they're going to shut down Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Right. I drove straight to her job. The phones wasn't working because she was getting busy signals. Uh-huh. I drove straight to her job. Luckily, she was thinking like me and was coming down the damn steps when I got there. <laughs> got in the car, went home, and we watched the rest of that shit on TV. Because I was just thinking like, yo, if they shut down that bridge, how's she going to get home? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I was not having it. And I think if we was pre... Everybody thinks if you're pre-warned about something that's coming, you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to get out of town. Yeah. It ain't that easy. Because right. you got a bunch of people thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And then... Can you afford to go out of town right that minute? Right. You know what I mean? You're talking gas prices. You're going to need somewhere to stay. You're going to need, you know what I'm saying? So you you never really fully prepared for something like right. that. But um, it's tragic, man, when that thing hits hard. Yeah, it's definitely it, tragic. It's, and especially when the news don't can't fully predict right. yeah. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Funny thing about that earthquake situation. I was at work that day. And at the time, I was working on the seventh floor. And that was the top Shit. floor of the building, right? So the first shake. I was sitting in my cubicle. I felt that jump. I stood up. I was like, oh, no, nah, hell no. Nah. I was gone. Yeah. My mom worked in the, in the, in the same building. Mm. She worked on the first floor. I was outside the building before she even got out dang. that jump. My coworkers <laughs> got outside. They was like, dang, we turned around. You was gone. Dang. <laughs> I was like, I ain't playing with that. So dang. hold up. I'm the only nigga who listened in school when they say what to do when the shit happened. Because I jumped in the doorway. Oh, y'all talking about y'all ran. They, they say, my, they say my if you car. can get out, if you can get out, got get it. out first. Yeah, so okay. If you can't, then you know. Y'all yeah, missed that part. <laughs> you must have been late. You was half sleep. Right. That's what it was. Yeah, man. But Joel Osteen has caught some serious heat over this Harvey thing and not opened his church up. And Scott, you licking your chops. <laughs> how did you? How did you feel about that? There's now, now let me say, he did make a mm-hmm. statement. It was saying that they wanted to make sure that everything was safe and clear where mm-hmm. they were at before they opened the doors, and they did eventually open the doors and let the people come in. So, yes, they did. Okay. shout out to Joel Osteen for letting people come in and flood his sanctuary. But go ahead, Scott. All you right. had something to say. You asked me how I f- felt about it. Okay. I'm gonna tell true. you how I feel about it, and then I'm gonna give you facts. Okay. The way I feel about it is, Joel Osteen has made himself a multimillionaire because the people who follow him believe he's a man of God. Okay. But when it came time for him to show the people what type of man of God he was, we all saw what he did. That's right. the way I feel about it. Okay. Here are the facts. Okay. On the church's Facebook page, mm-hmm. the official Facebook page of the Lakewood Church, mm-hmm. they posted the church is inaccessible. It's closed because of, flood, of, of the flood. Mm-hmm. People in that area went up there, took video, and posted on their social media that the flood that the church was accessible. Okay, let me stop you right there. Go ahead. As a pastor or people that work for the church, they don't live in the church. True. Okay, so if they're hearing on the news that the streets are flooded mm-hmm. and this has been a off the Richter hurricane, blah blah blah, they're going based off of what they saw on the news that that the Houston is flooded. Okay. 
he so nobody is actually there. So based off the information that I'm seeing on the news, mm-hmm. let's close the church. Now, when they say close the church, they're not saying close the church to people that need shelter. They're saying the church is closed. So any activities that may have normally been going on at the church, church activities. Is the church is closed. Mm-hmm. I, now, no, go now ahead. I'm not saying that that's where he was coming from, but I'm saying to what you just said, that's how I'm taking it. Okay. Because I'm looking at it full circle, yeah. but go ahead. Here's my question. Okay. If he's going by what he saw on the news mm-hmm. and nobody was there, if nobody was there, why did they put a post on their official Facebook page saying that the church was inaccessible because the church suffered flood damage? Why'd they say that if nobody was there to see it? That's true. Now, after they posted that, like I said, some people went down there. They recorded video saying that, you know, the, the church is very accessible. Okay. Mind you, this is a massive building. Okay. This building holds almost 17,000 people. The Houston Rockets used to play there. Okay. This is a huge mega church. Okay. After this story got legs, it went viral. Social media took it over. Even celebrities started tweeting about it. Miraculously, the church was open. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Y'all can come in here now. Now, here's, now, John, I thought the same way you thought at first. Mm-hmm. But here's where I feel like the hustler came out of Joel Osteen. Okay. He came out and he said, church closed? What y'all talking about? The church would never close. I never said it was closed. It's always been open. It's always been a sanctuary for the people. That's not what he said. That's not what they said at first. He didn't come out and say, all y'all come on down. We going to. Make some chicken. We, yeah, we're going to make, make sure a space what? for y'all. Y'all come on down to the church <laughs> until it became a huge story that the church was closed and they could take people in there. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But well, this is my question uh, regarding that. If they know it's coming and you got this, this big place that can hold people, why not go down there and leave it open for people who need a place to go? Same reason you ain't going to go down there and leave it open for people to have somewhere to go. It's not your home. Would you, would you get out of your bed and go get trapped? Possibly get trapped at a building. I mean, but if that if, maybe need to be open for people. If I'm in that, if I'm in that position to help, or if, if that's the position I'm supposed to be in. But this is what I'm saying. Understand, it ain't Joe Osteen that's going down and open up nothing. Right. Okay. Well, it's 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 Johnny the Deacon. Right. That's gonna go down there. And but open the but door. Joe could have Johnny the Deacon and them go down there and and chill. But what if Johnny the Deacon is flooded and his? No, I'm saying before it even took place. Oh, okay. Why not prepare to have it open? For people to come, I got you. They need to be there. I got you. I'm just I, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Right. No. Mm-hmm. No facts. I'm yeah. just asking I'm just, why not feel, prepare. Go ahead, Rick. I felt like you know <laughs> you wasn't even gonna let your members in there. Though. Right. And that's how I felt about the situation. Well, they needed a place to go. Hey. Well, I think I think it it boils down to you don't really know. You right. know what I'm saying? So. Who knew that it was going to flood like that right, in 24 right, right. hours? Right. You know, you're thinking like, all right, well, let's wait, see what it do, and right. then we'll make a decision because ain't no sense of going down there. And, and then they probably used nothing. to it. They probably get yeah. warnings and, and floods. So I think I think there's a lot Often. of human right. involved with it, although I understand where Scott coming from as well as far as, you know, don't play like, like you – don't play it one way and then play it another right. way. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I think where we mess up, period, and everything, is we just don't come out and say what it is. Right. Keep it 100. If I'm Joe Osteen, I'm going to say, look, initially, I was like, let's shut it down because we don't know what the storm is going to be like. And once the storm stops and we see that it's, one, safe for us to be able to get to the church and open the church, it's safe for us to have people in the church, 
Then we will open we'll the church and let people in. I think when you start playing games and start mm-hmm. trying to be politically right, correct right, right. is when you make yourself look bad. Look bad. If Joe Osteen took the criticism and just said, you know what? My bad. I was in the house like, yo, I ain't trying to get stuck in no right. flood. And then after seeing y'all post all this stuff on social media, I started to think about it. I said, you know what? That's my they they are right. right. Let me go down here yeah, he and open this building. I think when we try to play po- politically correct and yeah. try to save face right. is mm-hmm. where we mess up. That makes sense. Yeah. He tried like, to make and, it a PR and move. It, yeah, and yeah. it ain't just old in life, period. Right. Just say what it is and let's get Except past it, it and on. let's move on. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Just Go say ahead. You, just say you didn't coordinate properly right. because exactly. you you're not a meteorologist. You don't know what the storm exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Simple as that. Exactly. And we'd have been like, all right, cool. Man. Right. Yeah, it's it's open now. It's, yeah. it's understandable. You know yeah. Right. It's open now. Right. So, but yeah. But so before we move on, though. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Talk to him. Uh, I just want to talk about uh, the churches or whatever. Okay. Uh, big churches. Okay. This is why I don't go to big churches because it's like a show. Right. To them, it's, it's not really about God. Mm. It's really a show. Mm. So that whole situation alone shows you that it's not about God. Because, mm. like you guys were saying, if it was that way, he'd have did exactly what Scott said mm. from the beginning. Yeah, it'd have been I'm standing down here in the trenches with y'all. For my yeah. right. That's yeah. what he'd have did. Yeah. 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 So I want to shout out my church, Awakening Pentecostal, on Meigs Place Northeast. Okay, small That's church. I like that church. Everyone welcome to come mm. if they uh, want to. You want to rock on this wave? I agree with what everybody was saying, and I definitely agree with you. Were just saying where he picked back mm-hmm. with you, where he should have. It should have been open from the beginning. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you if you for the people, that was your cue right there to, to prepare. Exactly. The right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? So you yeah. knew people yeah. was going to know. And on a PR level, it would have made them look great. Yeah. Great. great. Like mm-hmm. I would have, you know, if if I'm about my dollar and, my, right. and exactly. playing the game. I'm going to stand down in the water right. and say, look, everybody's welcome, welcome everybody. here. And right. be here Sunday. Right. Show me part of the baby out the water and everything. Right. Be out front with an umbrella right. and the microphone. Right. Come on in. Right. Pulling Come kids in. out the water and right. stuff. Right. That's the proper PR move. Go ahead, because you got to keep in mind, his members is paying the bills on that place. They bought the place. Yeah, so the people who's paying the bills on that place, if they need a place to go, they can't come there. Right. And Although you know all them heathens don't never go to church was the first ones in line. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought about something Greg had said at first about if they knew the storm was coming, preparing this, that, and the third. It's a guy down in Houston that owns furniture businesses. You want you want to rock on that rip? Right, they call him a mattress Mac. Mm-hmm. He owns like a few furniture stores in Houston. He opened his he opened up his stores day one to the people. Yeah. Open up his stores. Let them sleep on the let beds, them sleep in there. Eat at the tables. He coordinated with um local uh restaurants that were still opening, got them food. Smart man. I mean, he was like, Y'all come on in because I make my money off the community. Right. So exactly. I need y'all. And guess yeah. what? When when all them people gonna need new beds, right. exactly. New yeah. He's a genius. Dang. Everybody, everybody in the city that. of Houston, when and when things get back to normal and y'all able to go back home. I know y'all gonna need some furniture. Right. Y'all should all go to Mattress Mac and buy y'all stuff hey, from him. Genius. Smart. Genius. That's Smart how man. you do it. That's how you do it. That's why I said if, if I had a mega church, y'all would have seen, I would have been the pastor down at Joe with the rain boots up to the back. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, look, have your tithes and offering. We here every Sunday from 11 to 2. I'm like, telling you now, I would have had chicken and biscuits, pie pies on deck if I had to fly there. He's, he's, he makes Brother, millions. I read Joe Osteen make over $70 million a year. He's worth His net worth as of 2017 is $60 million. <laughs> Million. I would have been on TV and said, see, do your pastor do this? <laughs> I got Popeyes flying <laughs> in right. from California. You feel me? Just drop it off and keep moving. 
Yeah, man. But so I was going down my timeline on social media like I always do to find hot stuff to talk about and bring it to you on the U&U podcast. The police officer says to the lady, ma'am, we only kill black people. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Rip. Just blow the show up. (laughs) (laughs) This was down in Georgia, right? This was in Georgia. Scott, break the story down. Uh, Basically, uh... Hey, a white lady got pulled over by a white police officer in Cobb County, Georgia. And when the cop approached her vehicle, she was afraid and she was scared. And the cop basically said, hey, relax, calm down. We only shoot black people. Stop right there. Play the clip, bro. No, no, no. I've just seen way too many videos of problems that you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen black people get killed? You have. The statements was made by an individual... And they're not indicative of the values and the facts that surround the Cobb County Police Department in this county in general. No, 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 I've just seen way too many videos of problems, but you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the videos you've seen, have you seen black people get killed? You have. Why do we act surprised when we hear stuff like this? It ain't about it acting ain't surprised. surprised. It ain't. Why? It's not about being surprised. The surprise stopped back in the early seventies. Right. <laughs> Might have been earlier than it, that. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't. It has nothing to do with being surprised. This is the thing that that stood out to me. A lot of people were saying that the cop was being sarcastic and saying that to basically uh, calm her down. Calm her down. Right. Because she was she was Go afraid. Nervous. She was like. You know, y'all's reputation right now is not good. Right. I just want to keep my camera rolling, blah, blah, blah. And he was being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Two things with that. Like Sun said, why we act surprised? It's not about being surprised. It just shows you that how more and more comfortable it's becoming to do and say the things that they say. Right. I'm not surprised. We stopped being surprised in the early 70s. Right. It's 60s, 50s. You know what I'm saying? Slavery. Ain't none of of it surprise. It's surprising to people that's been in denial about what black folk been saying forever. Those are the people to surprise. Not me in the hood. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's the people that swear that cops are just here to help. It's the people that swear that, oh, if you stop resisting, you wouldn't get shot. Or if you just put, you know, just cooperate, you wouldn't know. It's an agenda, and it's been an agenda. And we've been saying that it's been an agenda right. since forever. It's a game. And so now it's starting to come out. And and Scott said something in the last podcast that was so powerful. He said, if Kaepernick was to come back to the NFL right now, it really wouldn't be a big deal because what Kaepernick nailed for is worldwide news right now. Mm-hmm. And I made a statement. It's going to take non-racist white folk to come against racist white folk. Right. It's not black people's yeah, fight. They got to no. use their privilege. They right. got to use their privilege. So it's not about being surprised. That's out the window. We're just pointing out that it's becoming more and more comfortable. That this man will say this knowing that he has a camera running right. and recording himself. Right. And he says to the lady, we only kill black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got your president pardon uh, a sheriff. Who admitted that he racially profiles and have his officers racially profile and arrest folk for being black? He admitted mm-hmm. this, and the president said, "Ah, oh, mm-hmm. 
And when and when a federal judge when a federal judge ordered him to stop, he he kept right on going. He kept right on. He going. said, "I'm not going to stop." Yeah, you can't tell me what to do. Who are you? That's what he got in trouble for. You a lot of people don't judge. know that. My daddy running this town. You know what I'm saying? It was like it's, it's just crazy. This it don't surprise us. We're just showing you once again that we ain't crazy right. when we say this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Rip. You want to rock on that? I kind of feel I kind of feel the same way on both sides. I feel the feel the way son feel, yeah, and I feel the surprise. way you feel. It don't surprise me. Uh, I feel like you said more non-racist white people need to use their privilege to come out and speak about these things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the way that I feel about it. I'm glad that these things are coming up. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's just exposing more and more the truth of what we've what, been saying. What the hell is right. going on mm-hmm. in this country? And things ain't changed. Yep. And, and they ain't going to change. Yeah, but more, I got a question, real quick, not to cut you off. Not, really. um, not to spend too much time on it. No, but uh, is there a difference between this and what the Bill Maher situation was? Is there a mm. difference? Is there a difference? Explain. Because to me, it's it sounded like the guy was trying to make a joke. To lighten the situation, kind of like Bill Maher did, mm, and we was told point. we shouldn't get too too much in the uproar over Bill Maher. But the cops seemed like he was making a joke. Should mm. we be upset about the cop? You know, should we give him a pass but like we fact, gave Bill Maher a pass? But the fact that he's a cop, right? No, and no, cops are killing black people, right? But like then you can't even joke about something. Real quick, like that. real quick on me. I mm. mean, I'm a firm believer of you know once you show me who you are, I believe it exactly. Okay. I don't. I know I don't feel like Bill Maher was correct or my man was correct. Okay. I'm just saying okay. play devil advocate like John say, uh, you know, Bill Maher we was told not to really look it too deep into it. I mean the cop seemed like he was making a joke. Mm. Mm. I'm I'm I hear what you I hear what you say, and that's an excellent point. I'm with Sundo. It's like it's one thing for me to say, uh, Greg, you look goofy with them them skeets by tray <laughs> on your ears. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you're going to laugh. I mean, right. I should walk off the goddamn set. <laughs> but you're going to laugh because I'm your man and right, you right, know right. it's all in joke. Right, right. But if Joe Blow came in here and was like, look at this nigga with these skinny right. by Drake, yeah, you're not going to take no, it the no, same no. way. To Sun's point, a comedian saying something is out of line, even though he dead wrong. But it's a joke. No, forget that it's a joke. Got it's you. a comedian got you, got at you. the end of the day. It's like what I say about about all this fighting and bickering about racism. Mm -hmm. The average white man is not in position to do anything or change anything that has to do with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So fighting and being, oh, you racist and you going back and forth with the average Joe Blow is a waste of your time. Right, right, right. Why are you fighting with him? He don't, at the end of the day, he don't like you, Scott said, if he call you something, it really at the end of the day, it's just name calling. Right. He has no power to change anything about your life. Mm-hmm. When I talk about racism in America, I'm talking about the powers that be, the people that put laws in place, the people that do, do legislation that can affect right. how I live comfortably as a black man law. right in right. this country. So as a police officer, right. I do not want you joking about mm-hmm. that. I do not want you being sarcastic about that. Right. I'm already nervous as soon as you pull up behind me. You, right. you was with me last night. Right. <laughs> the police was like everywhere in VA. Right. And I was Two like, lanes over. <laughs> I was like, dog, we got to go. We right. got to get out of here. Right. I don't like police. I've all, and it ain't, it ain't since this has come out. I've been personally harassed right. by police. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey. All the time. Multiple times. 
And I don't rock with it. That's when PTSD. police and I'm that per, exactly. And I'm that person when the cop comes up to my car, let me tell you, I talks proper. I make sure I let him know every move I make. I don't play around, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to go home to my family, right. you know what I'm saying? Because I've been in those situations. And I say all the time, people that have never been harassed by police are the only ones that say, oh, y'all overreacting. Right. I'm like, nah. When, when a police is on your butt, I've had guns drawn on me. Facts. Remember that? Yeah. V, I had guns drawn on me mm-hmm. over mistaken identity. Wasn't even you. <laughs> y'all, y'all know me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid dude. I almost pissed my pants, yo. You ever had six guns in your face? That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. So when stuff like that happens, it it your your I don't want my cop joking like that. You know what I'm saying? I I want my cop to be the most polite, honest, straightforward, make me feel comfortable. And saying that, oh, we only kill black people right. don't make me no more comfortable. And you could have said anything. You could have made any, any kind of joke in the world. You could have started dancing and doing all kinds <laughs> of shit. <laughs> any kind of joke. You, make you know what I'm saying? But that's the joke you make? I, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how but my thing but is, that's how he, felt. He, knew his, he knew his car cam was on. Yes. He still right. made the damn joke. Right. That just tells you yeah. that they just don't care. Right. Nah, I mean, what's and that, that shows that as long as they keep getting away with this stuff, exactly, they're going to keep doing stuff like this. And they know the powers that be yeah, is yeah. on their right, side. Right, right. That's the mm-hmm. thing. The powers that be. It ain't the average Joe. The white man working in the at the cashier at Home Depot cannot do nothing to change my life. Right, right. If he called me the N-word, it does not change my day. Right. I'm not going to stand there and argue with him about him being racist because it don't matter. It's just name calling. But when your president comes up and says, okay, sheriff, it's all right that you've been right. racially profiling, locking everybody up. We'll just say <laughs> you was having a bad right. day. Keep up the good work. Right. Come on, man. man. More aggressive. A lot of times, <laughs> if these things don't come to the public eye, they will get off right. scot free. Yep. Right. Yeah. Imagine so. how much stuff we didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when I first seen this video, the first thing that came to my mind is he's telling the truth, and I agree with him. Yeah. I thought to myself, damn, this might be one of them um, honest police officers yeah. that I've heard so much about my entire life. <laughs> Like, I've heard so much about him. I've been dying to meet one. Exactly. Maybe this is him right, right here. Exactly. And and for those of you to say, oh, there are good cops out there. Well, why it the good though. cops don't mm-hmm. never speak up against mm-hmm. the bad? The only reason bad. I say that because my aunt is a cop. So. Mm-hmm. Well, tell auntie when she sees something wrong, <laughs> she needs she to speak fight, up. But she can't fight for it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, nah, just true. like you that's just true. said, the average yeah. Joe. And John, really you, b- b- before we move on, what mm-hmm. you just said a second ago was so powerful. Because. Look, I ain't got that bill club. You're right. We don't live in a system where police officers are punished no. for, for harming us or making comments like that. No. I mean, when uh, Officer Betty Shelby, the um, officer who shot and killed Terrence Crutcher, Crutcher in Oklahoma, she's back on the force. Yeah. And the county right next door. Yeah. Because the county that she was in, basically during that trial, said she was unfit to be a police officer, even though she got off. Yeah. And then the, the county right next door hired her as a police officer. Yeah. yeah. So th- there wanna, is no punishment. If you want to clean it up, it's the quickest way. If the powers that be said to police officers, these three things, if you shoot an individual on the night and you don't have your camera running, you're fired, you do not get pensioned. You will not work as a police officer ever again. If you beat somebody that's unarmed and it's uncalled for and you don't have a video for or whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. if your video camera is not running, you're fired, and you're not getting a pension, and you will never be a police officer again. If you 
pull somebody over and your camera's not running and you're pulling them over does not have justifiable reason, mm-hmm. you're fired, you do not get a pension, you would never work as a police officer again. It will all stop. They need to have some type right. of punishments. Right. It would all stop. Right. They do what they do because they can get away with mm-hmm. it. If you could walk in Chick-fil-A every day and get away with stealing a chicken sandwich, you're going <laughs> to go to Chick-fil-A every day and steal a chicken sandwich. You probably could, though, because they that nice. They might let you, <laughs> they might let you take <laughs> it. Hello. But I'm just saying. Pray for you. Have a good day. <laughs> but the minute, the minute that you do that and you get whooped, you're going to think twice <laughs> right. about going and stealing that chicken sandwich. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We're going to take a break. We got an artist that we want to present today from Charlotte, North Carolina. Let me unplug this for you, blow the show up again. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, from Charlotte, North Carolina. Greg, uh, tell us a little bit about this artist. It's my man, Jay, uh, Elevator Jay. When I was uh, first introduced to him, I'm thinking, all right, Bama going to be local. Ain't going to be too much to it. But actually hearing the man, my man is pretty nice, man. It's pretty nice. Uh, check him out, Elevator Jay. Uh, what we going to do? On Spotify. What's the Spotify. song? Ain't ain't no finer. Ain't nothing finer. Yeah, we are gonna go, go with that. Ain't Elevator J ain't nothing. Rock f- with my man J. <laughs> Elevator J ain't nothing finer from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey. Hit, it. Hit it, DJ. Hey, you got them bars, John. Shout out, stand up. <laughs> Like this, 
Frank the winner, pitch stop, high five, hit the block, say what's up, put some in the wind, to the crib, rest up, wake up, do it again. Hit a lot, pull up on me, hop in, ride out, like this, Frank the winner, pitch stop, high five, hit the block, say what's up. Made it for S train, Nash for Rouse Fair, Freedom Drive, Chuck Seas, Lil Brock, Boulevard, Statesville, Sunset, North Tryon, South Tryon, Grand Street, Sugar Creek, Plaza Road, Dub T, Central Lab, Albemarle, Independent, Woodlawn, Idlewild, Hightown, Monroe, Flamborough, Road, Wilkinson, Mill Road, Oakland, Airwood, Glenwood, Brookshot, Everhood, Georgia, all the way back right North Carolina, Texas, all the way back right South Carolina, Louisiana, all the way back right North Carolina, Tennessee, all the way back right South Carolina. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and all your music outlets. Word. Elevator J, son, what did you think? Hey, I wanted to ask Greg a question because he was naming like spots in North Carolina. Gotcha. Right. Did he go to? Have you been to any of those spots he named? Yeah, I drive through them all <laughs> the time. Oh, for real? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I just want to know. You never took us to one of them. <laughs> you, you, hey, you probably, you've been on a lot of these places. Oh, for real? Just ain't no. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been to Chicken Coop. Oh, we no, did? No, we haven't. We ain't been chicken cooking. I go there often, but y'all. Okay. I thought about cookout when he said the chicken with the <laughs> <laughs> I said, hold on, that's a spat. Cookout. Well, chicken coop is the shit, though. You should have okay. said to him, like my, like my cousin said to me one time we was in New York. He said, I, it was the last day we was, they was about to leave. He said, oh, man, I wish you was here, man. We were, I would have came and got you, took you one of the good parks around here, get your head blown off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, <it's got laughs> oh, no, that um that was a hit. That was a hit. Elevator J? Elevator J. Elevator J. J. Yeah, he, he got one. Yeah. That was real yeah. smooth. I like that. I like it he a lot. He got a lot of them. He got a lot okay. of them. Okay. I'm going to have to definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. Rick, what did you think? Yeah, that one was nice. I mean, for some reason, I just kept thinking of UGK when I was Right. Yeah, me yeah. too. He got that vibe. He got that vibe. Let me quick. One yeah. second real quick. Go Shout ahead. out to uh, my cousin in Charlotte. He's a big supporter of our podcast on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Duke since 83. My cousin Brian. Big big supporter of our Hey, remind me about that. I want to make sure I give him a follow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Go ahead, Waze. What'd you think? Oh, I fucks, but I'm putting it in my notes right now. My <laughs> right. Hey, Elevator J, you just gained support. some new fans. Yeah, I'm going to hey, mess with you, Elevator J. I'm going to say this, though, man. We've played, uh, what, some three local, music. four they, local artists on here. They've all been pretty good. It's been some pretty good music. They've all been pretty good, yeah. It's been some pretty good music. Disco Fever is actually rocking and rolling, man. He, uh, he is. He just did a thing for uh, Shoe City. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. That's PGC. Big. That's big. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's rocking and rolling. You know him and his brother, they've already were real huge with the videos. That's why. Okay. That videos look yeah, so good. I ain't know that. Nice. That yeah. video was nice. Yeah, they they're nice with it. But uh, yeah, Elevator J from oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. We in here. Let's get to the hot topic: <laughs> third parties in relationships. Now, what's that all about, Rip? Third parties in relationships. One of our uh, female listeners. Uh, Talking uh, your su- mic. Female listeners. She supports us on Instagram. She uh, hit us up and asked us uh, to talk about married couples and inviting the third party into their bedroom and 
is it acceptable? What's the reasons why that uh, married couples do it? And you know, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. Uh, Let's let's do the married people first. Yeah, married people. <laughs> We're gonna start with John first. Uh-huh. You know, I had a situation where uh, there was a third person uh, invited. Oh shit! I wasn't expecting the, that. <laughs> into the uh, like I said, yeah, I, I don't this, like yeah, I, I heard said this story before. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah so so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say why do people do it? Was one of her questions. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel like they need a twist or uh, spice it up a little bit spice it up a little bit some people just do it because that's what they want to do um our situation i think came out of a curiosity and uh me being the man I feel a man's man. I was like, hey, hey. y'all want to, you know, if y'all that curious, we can, you know, we can get it popping. Since you bought it up. Since you bought it up, you know what I'm saying? But long story short, I say my personal opinion to bring in a third person, um, I say this, I'm going to say about this what I say about a lot of stuff. It all depends on the couple. I'm not going to say it's a right or wrong thing. I don't say, I'm not going to say it's a good or bad thing. I'm going to say it depends on your situation. Some people can handle having others enter into their situation mm-hmm. and they do just fine. Mm. Some people can't. Some people think they can handle that and find out that they can't. Right. I would suggest if you're going to invite a third party into your situation, you and your lady better have some serious talks and not that handy pamby where you telling half truth and half what you really feel. Mm. If if one is not into it, Let don't it do it. Let it go. If y'all both not on the same page with it, don't do it. I'm gonna let y'all rock. <laughs> now I got a question for you. You go think ahead. it's uh, uh something that should be frequent or more once in you know? Okay, if it happens. It happens. I think it's one of them. If it happens, it happens. Right. For me. Gotcha. Um. It's not something that I would do again for a lot of reasons. One being that I think women can't handle stuff like men do. I just put right, it like right, that. Right. Women can't handle stuff like men do. One, most women, I ain't going to say, oh, there's some women that can rock. Right. But most women can't handle things like men do. Secondly, for me, threesomes ain't all what they cracked up, what they cracked up to be. <laughs> I don't know. I, by show of hands, how many people have had a threesome? Man, no. ain't nobody raised their hand. <laughs> okay, so I'm the only one that go hard. Okay, so for me, you own that one. for me, I mean, because my girl already know about this. So for me, threesomes is not all what it cracked up to be. And the reason why I say that is because for me, I'm the type of person I like to really be into it. Mm-hmm. And I can't concentrate right. on yeah. two people. Right, but you, you ain't you ain't gonna be allowed to because if you do too much Ex- one way. Exactly, exactly. So for me, it's just, I always use the term, it's just too much work for me. Right. It's too much work for me. Now, if you're a person that's just about getting your rocks off, then hey, be at it. I'm not like that. I like the connection and the intimacy and mm-hmm. the feel like, Yo, we we doing this. You know what I'm saying? And I can't really get that vibe with two females. Go All right, ahead, so, son. John, you speaking in the way of uh, two women, right? But the thing is, right, mm-hmm. what if you do have consistent threesomes with your wife, with women, 
Mm-hmm. And she said she want to bring a man. man. Right. How, oh. that's the reason How do you say I no? wouldn't do that? Right. Ah, okay. That's one of the reasons okay. I wouldn't do it. The but that's second, why I said, not to cut you off, but that's why I said in the beginning, you got to have that conversation. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I made that abundantly. But clean. that's kind of no. unfair. That's, it's, it's unfair. It, it's not unfair depending because, on she, it up, I guess. because she, she was like, up. okay, that's cool because I would never want to do that anyway. Okay, That but, was my situation. Okay. But go ahead. But yeah, see, me personally, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I would not do it. I don't care if she said it could be the baddest girl in the world. <laughs> It'd kill me to say no, but I could not do it. And uh, she said, "What's the reason for doing it?" Or what was yeah. the what's, a, what's one of the reasons? I would see me if I did want to do it. The only reason would be just to experience it. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's really no. Hey, my marriage is going downhill, right. so let's turn it up. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you want to turn up your marriage. You could do a fake, uh, tell your wife, meet you at the bar, act like you don't know her type right. of deal. Mm-hmm. You can tell her, dress up like some somebody else, yeah, right, do right. some role playing. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need another person, honestly. But that's right. just my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's you. Uh, Waves, you married? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I agree with um, with son. And plus, uh, wife says she's not down for it anyway. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I, and, this, and there's nothing wrong huh? with that. She's going to watch this. He just said it right. It's like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> And and there's nothing wrong with that. And and the good thing about you is that you're respecting the fact that she ain't for it. So that means you ain't bringing it up. You ain't making anything. That's how you're supposed to do it. She said... She, she ain't gonna do it. There's no point in me even asking again because she. But you have asked. She, yeah, I definitely did. Okay, all right. <laughs> she, but she, she already said she can't handle that situation. My man. Well, at least right. you asked. You were one experience one. Yeah, you, I, you've I had mean, the urge. Like yeah, yeah, of course, man. of course. Yeah. But, but right. why though? I'm about to say because yeah. like, what was your reasons why? Just want to be. Just want to experience. Have you seen that shit on TV? Yeah, pretty much. You seen that porn? Right. But what? What man wouldn't want to do that? That's you know what I'm saying. saying? Exactly. But that, that's that's a fantasy. Do like, you all, do you always got to think what son said? I'm not having two men. Right. 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 Oh, I'm not but, gonna have another yeah. nigga fuck my wife. Right. But it's always something right. you think about, like blacks getting you, equality. You, you know what I'm saying? Like we always think about <laughs> it. We don't think it's gonna happen. Right. But we think. But about we fantasize. It. Right. Like, what you turn your mind? But I'm more so. I'm more so if uh. If it if it happens, it happens. Yeah, but planning it, too, right, yeah. right, right, right. To me, planning it yeah, just makes too much. It complicates things too much. But you that's why you don't plan it. Yeah, right. You got her plan. But I'm saying, period. It right, just right, right, right. it will get your wheels to turn. Like what's really going on? Right, right, if right, we right. planning this, but if you out and something's happening, y'all right, look right, at each right. other like like the episode of uh. There you go, Carmichael <laughs> show. Carmichael right. Show. If it happens, then you like bang. But if you think about it, it just it's. To me, I would be thinking something else is going on. So real quick though, real quick, right? And, that, and that's story. a good that's a good uh, right. evaluation. This is the story of what I fear. You ain't about okay. to tell us about two minutes. No, no. You dumb. I say this ain't you and you and you coming out party. Real quick. Nah, real quick though, right? So uh, uh, I'm gonna say five to four years, five to four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I was in this little group chat. They did like swingers or whatever. Okay. They were swingers. Okay. Okay. I was married at the time, so oh I told God. Here we go. Nah. Everybody fancy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's nah. about to go down. Here you go. Time out. No, for go real. Ahead, go ahead. This is my fear of why I wouldn't okay. do anything like, like okay. this. So they have swinger parties, right? Gotcha. So I told my wife, I said, hey, what you do a swinger party? Mm-hmm. So she was like, I don't see why not. We could just go to one. Now I'm thinking when she say she'd go to one, uh-huh. that means oh, like she okay. wanted to crack it, right? Okay, okay. So I'm like, why? Do, why would you want to do that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. Right. So look, so look. This is what I have in my head. So okay. I'm like, we'd go to the swingers party. We'd be sitting there. So she'd be like, hey, we both agree. Hey, we meet back at the door at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right, we get there at ten. 
Boom. I'm walking around. Boom. I have a threesome. I'm like, oh, I did my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I did my thing. I wonder what she has. Like, one o'clock. Let me walk back to the door. <laughs> I walk up to the door. I hear a lot of moaning. I open the door up. I see three dudes. Younger, I'm, I'm, I'm used to this. I'm familiar with this moan here. So I'm like, what is this? Open the door. It's three dudes on my wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she just takes it. There's no way, like, there's no way possible right. we can ever have sex again. How do you bounce wow. back? There's no way from bouncing back right, from that. Right, so right, that's. Right. That my mental is too messed yeah, up. I, I believe that's every man's right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. We all do with, with the two yeah. women. Right, right, right. But as soon as another man yeah, comes, but you know what I find them. though, and women, you could comment and correct me if I'm wrong, but not all. But there's a lot of women that are curious and or into yeah. other women. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. curious. And we we, we letting the Murray people talk first. We want to hear your story. Come so on. Like, I, can't I don't know how I, I don't know how I, I end up behind, going sorry. first for the record. I'm I'm not Murray anymore. But yeah, yeah go ahead. I just want to hear which way you was gonna go with. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you, it's whatever with me. Go ahead. All right. So like, um, this is back when close to when me and my wife first started talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We uh, this is when yeah, I was still living with my mom then. So we. She was at my house, and we went to go pick up a friend. I'm not going to give out no names or nothing like that. For you, st- this is not going to get you in no trouble. Please. Nah, okay, okay, go ahead. All, ago, right. all right, okay. All right, just want to make sure I'm going to so break up no happy home. <laughs> nah, nah. My girl know all my bulls, so go ahead. She was in the car. Okay, go ahead. So I'm just went, making sure. We went to go pick up a friend. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? She wanted me to go ride with her, so we went to go pick her up. And I get in the back seat, so we drive it back to my spot to go get her car. So her friend, you know, she been drinking and shit. Mm. She was like, we should have a threesome. Now, I got excited. I'm like, damn, I'm down. You know, let's here. Go right here. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Let me me stop you. Let me stop you. Okay. So she said this. Her friend. friend. Okay. And you reacted or this is going in your head. Yes. I ain't stupid. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Go. So I'm in the back seat like, oh, shit. Right, 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 right. (laughs) My wife was like. Hell no. I was like, where that counts? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't say shit. I just kept quiet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but in your mind, you was caught. You already did it. I might be like, finally. <laughs> I only read about this in right. magazines. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm going to pass it to Scott. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, man. I got to go behind all that. Uh, not married. Never been married. Why do people do it? I think y'all hit on it already. Um, it's a lot of women that are just that are down. Yeah. It's a lot of women that are curious. There's a lot of women that are down. Um, there, there's some women that'll that'll talk to their dude and be like, "Look, if you're gonna be in a relationship with me, this this we got to do this every now and again. This mm. this is what I need." I never met that girl. Right. It's, it's some women that's like that. And yeah. like you said, John, it's it's some people that can handle it, and it's some, some people, people can't. that can't. Because yeah. um, I I know a female that was um involved in a situation where she invited um an, another uh, woman into her her bedroom situation and she was telling me that it ruined her relationship. Yeah. Because her her boyfriend gave more attention to the other female mm-hmm. and it made her feel like she wasn't the bad chick she thought she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and fellas, I'm here to tell you, if you never done it. Now some dudes will say, "Hey, man, it's the best thing ever." I'm just saying, if you never done it, it's work. Tell you something. Right. A woman is watching and judging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything a man does, especially in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. In a situation like that, brother, she she's taking, she's recording everything that's going on. Right. Right. <laughs> and this is the thing, especially like when that. you when you doing a. This is what I would think. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I ain't, if you have a, another female in a situation in your mind, you like. I'm gonna try to tear this joint right. up. You, gotta you know make, what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you can't. Sit you want to do it again? Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. She gonna be like, "Oh, I'm trying to come back." 
you think if you tear that joint up, your wife be like, nah, you fucked her <laughs> right. too good, right, right, and right. she wants some more, <laughs> right? Nah, because right, it's right. gonna lead to other shit. Right. That's what right. I believe. Right, right, right. But she's gonna be like, I think it's gonna be like, we don't need your wife. Right. Yeah. But and you already hit, so it's like, see, and I was gonna touch on that too. The other side too, sometimes is the woman. Not pleasing her man or thinking if I bring somebody else in, it's gonna keep my situation happy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then the man end up like Liking you said, yeah. and he going out here doing whatever, mm-hmm. thinking you gave me the permission to do it. Exactly. But in her mind, she thinking I need to keep this man somehow. You know what I'm saying? An insecure woman thinking this is gonna bring my my man back home. Mm-hmm. But you just giving him the range to do whatever he want out here. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think, like I said, I think it's a delicate. It's one of them situations. I I don't. As I've gotten older, things that I felt and thought in my younger years, my mindset on them are totally different. Right. And there are certain things that I would just call delicate. I don't think, I think you could do anything. But certain things, you just have, you and your partner have to completely be, be on, on the same, same page. Exactly. exactly. It's just exactly. some things that you can't take chances right. on. Yeah, and exactly. threesomes or inviting others into your relationship is one of those things that you yeah. don't take you chances on. You can't take it Because you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Rip Rock. Well, in my younger years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Oh, Bowie Play. <laughs> we waiting on. Go ahead, Playboy. We waiting on this. Save for last. Go ahead, Playboy. We waiting on I've had plenty of opportunities to have a threesome in my younger years. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they didn't happen for the simple fact that, like you said, John, I was a little too anxious mm-hmm. and I got in the way of trying uh-huh. to plan the whole situation. So they didn't happen. Now that I'm older, yeah, of course, you know, threesome, that's great. You know, that's every man's fantasy. Right. But where I'm at today, I'm more fixated on seeing the two women interact with each other. That's right. Mm. And I will be completely mm. satisfied mm. with right. that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't mm. need the I can see that. I don't I'm need to that. be in a full out threesome for the simple fact that you done had a... It's like, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Go but, ahead. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, I've experienced being <laughs> right. with women before, so right. it's not a big deal to right. have two women at the same time. That's not a big deal. Right. That's right. not a trophy or anything. Right. But with my with my sexual experience, I would be more satisfied with just watching Watch the two, two women yeah. interact with right. each other. Mm-hmm. I, I, I and I would that. be satisfied with that. I would you. See and that. you won't hear nothing out of me right. ever again. Yeah. Yeah, y'all can do it as much as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not around? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Oh, so let me ask that. So, because I'm yeah, curious okay, about yeah. this. I would have a problem with that based off of, just off of my ego. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so everybody in the room is agreeing. Well, not everybody's agreeing this because everybody didn't say that. But the ones that are saying they wouldn't mind seeing their woman with another woman. Right. It, you have to be around. Yeah, you yeah. Right. You have I would have to be around. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That's that's it on that? Because <laughs> I got one more. Take it where you want to take it. I didn't, I didn't disagree. I'm, I'm just right. listening. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> listen, I'm like I told y'all know me. I can say whatever. So don't say nothing. It's going to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now. Insecure men. Rip, break this one down to us again. Okay, we had uh, another one of our female listeners uh, uh, give us a scenario. Rip, and real quick, can you shout her out? Like shout the person. Nah, I'd rather not. Yeah, okay. some people don't want Yeah, some people don't want their names. So uh, she knows who she yeah, is. Yeah, she knows who she is. All right, cool. uh, All right, that's cool. She 
she gave the scenario about uh, insecure men and how do you how do you deal with an insecure man and how do us as fellas deal with our insecurities as far as uh, how can the woman we're in a relationship help us get over it or how do they fuel those insecurities? Hmm. Who wants to Scott? You want to take this first? How do you deal with an insecure man? Okay. Uh, from a female's perspective, if you got an insecure man, you got to use your mouth as a tool to help build that man up. Now explain that. Every Wednesday at twelve, because you know oh, men automatically on. think one right. way. We, we automatically went there. <laughs> Both of these could be Posit- positive, re- positive reinforcement <laughs> and encouragement to yeah. build that man up and make him feel like whatever he's insecure about that's bringing him down. Stand by him. Support them and build them up that way. I'd be the so, biggest cheerleader. How do men deal right. with their insecurities? Men fall vi- victims to their lust a lot. Mm. A man will find a vice. He'll he'll eat too much. He'll drink too much. He'll he'll party too much. He'll chase women. He'll get angry all. He'll be angry all the time. Mm. Um, a man will fi- find a vice, whatever his vice is, and he'll emerge himself in it because he's trying to deal with his insecurities. Wow. He's trying to deal with the fact that. He don't make enough money on the job, or um, he, you know, he's he, physically he he's he's not you know in shape anymore, or you know he never made it to the NFL, or wh- whatever he's insecure about, he'll he'll burn himself in the vice, and that's that's how men um, deal with the issues. Mm. Damn, you hit that Damn, shit, yeah, boy. I, I didn't even I didn't even think anybody else on rock. Nah, we want to hear you take. Yeah, you uh, insecure men. I think everybody has some type of insecurity. I start totally with agree. that fact. Totally Everybody has some type of insecurity. Now, I'm going to use me because I'm the best example for any of my uh, sayings. I'm probably, I'm very prideful. You know what I mean? So to, to deal with me and to rock me the right way, it's just kind of like just by stroking me, for real. I tell my girl, I kind of give my girl a blueprint on purpose, and she rocks with it. I'm like, babe, look, I'm not that dude that you got to have dinner ready for every night, or I'm not that dude that you got to buy me special gifts and all that. I just like to be stroked every now and then. Tell me, you know, you want sexy Facts. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree, I agree. with this. I um, like you are sexy guy, though. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> wait, very, I'm very aware. <laughs> Big tell, tell me that you appreciate, you know, how I deal with the kids. Or, mm. you know, she thanks me. She'll call me at work and say, oh, thank you so much for having the kitchen right. clean when I got I up this morning. Stuff mm. like that. That's for me. Now, every man is not the same. But Job, for me. Question about ahead. what you're saying. Okay. Would you be cool if she's just saying it because you told her to say it? No, I'm, she, she, and, I, and that's a good question. I know she's not saying it because I told her to say it, mm-hmm. but she she made it a, a matter of fact to n- make sure that's something she does not forget about mm-hmm. me. Good job. To keep our relationship strong, I have to listen to what she needs and try my best to not forget that thing. Now, we won't forget a lot of shit, mm-hmm. right. but don't forget the things that keep us ticking, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so she's made it her business not to forget that thing. And we actually did the love language thing, too. Mm, and yeah, that was that's actually good. That's good. pretty mm-hmm. uh, insightful. And he's insightful. Very yeah. constructive. Can I, can I say something about the insecure men thing? Go ahead. Uh, anything you want, a, lot of, a lot of women 
don't know that uh, men like to hear that they look nice. Or right. Right. Good. Right. Or, right. Right. Because a woman feel like, see, when, when I got, before I got married, I feel like I don't need to hear that. I don't need mm-hmm. to hold your hand. Uh-huh. I don't need to blah, blah, blah. But once I got married, it's like, dang. You don't hear that. I want to hear you say, exactly. oh, babe, I like how you look, or your outfit looks nice, or right. the shoes mm-hmm. look nice, or thanks for taking out the trash. Instead of, hey, did you take out the trash? Or, right, right. I'm not just saying my relationship. Oh, why you perfect. got that on? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Where like, you going tonight? You only, you only respond to negativity. Right. You know what and I'm what saying? you said is powerful in the fact that you married <laughs> versus from when you single. And the reason why I say that is because now that you married, you, just you went from having... A lot of cheerleaders right. to, to just, just one. Yeah. Yeah. So if that one cheerleader is not cheering you on, right. then what, it gets hard. That's because what her, That's what makes a lot of men insecure about their marriage. marriage. And that's that also thinking. makes men slip. Because if you're not getting that encouragement from home, but then at work, uh-huh. your work, like they like to use work, work wife, yeah. is stroking you. <laughs> Eventually, that's going to weigh you down because she's giving you something outside mm-hmm. of home that you're not receiving mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And, and and women always talk about men get comfortable. Women get yeah. comfortable, too. too. I think they get comfortable quite faster. Yeah. I agree. And, um, I agree. I'm going to come in. Go ahead. And, uh, this is basically what we talking about now is what Scott was saying when they got to use their mouth. To tell us, or now break that down again because you know we might have <laughs> forgot when you say your mouth. <laughs> Both, you know, it could be I'm just Wednesday. It piggies back on what um, what Scott was saying, like with even with Sunshine. We we like to hear that shit, even if you don't think we do. We do. We need a number one fan. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? If we married you, it's for a reason. We don't want the attention. It's good to hear, but we don't care about right. that shit. Right. It's go- we gonna hear the shit. I get a haircut, but oh, I like your haircut. That shit looks exactly. Nice. I don't want to. Don't have me coming home every week and I get a haircut. You don't say shit mm-hmm. because you know the moment, because the moment somebody else do it, yeah. then that's gonna draw exactly. you that way. Exactly. But if you hear it all the time, if I hear from my wife all the right. time, when I that w- other person oh, says, you. right, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, keep it moving. If mm-hmm. I have that number one cheerleader, I don't need nobody else. Yep. Go. And right. if I don't have that shit at home, then it's gonna make me want it from right. somewhere. As else. soon as you mm-hmm. hear, you like it's like damn, yeah, exactly. So that basically that explain for me or. Basically, from everybody at the table, that's what it seemed like it comes down to. Yeah. So basically, what y'all saying is an insecure man needs a cheerleader. Yeah. All men. All men. But the thing I said, the first thing I said was all men have some type of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm very prideful, you know, pretty strong. I have it. I have it. And I'm telling you. Prideful, strong John needs that stroking from his woman. Right. Yeah. And the key thing, though, about that, I need it from my woman. I don't need it from nobody else. Mm. So the reason why I say that is because it allows me to not give a damn about what somebody else thinking or talking about. Because that ain't the stroking I need. Mm. So I can say whatever I want and do whatever I want to you. But my woman, I'm going to treat kind of differently because she's cheering me on. Right. So to the ladies... What we're saying is when you give your man that, you're going to get something in return. Right, right. You see, I look for that chair from my woman. That's yeah. my, that's my, go- even though sometimes, and I'll admit this, even though sometimes I fake like I ain't really stunting what she's saying. But she know, she know, like, nigga, you, you know, right. nigga, I know you, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, girl, I ain't worried about what you <laughs> think, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that's just me being me, you know what I mean? Go ahead, Rip, you want to rock? Uh... Insecure man. So 
Y'all know I've talked about my depression before. Right. Mm-hmm. So the times that I was going through my depression was when I had a lot of insecurities. Mm. And you know how we talk about chicks with daddy issues. Part of my depression stemmed from my relationship with my mom. Mm. And my mother, you know, she had her past or whatever, and it, it made her who she was. And it cycled into our relationship to the point where my mother, she was a hard a hard woman. So I didn't get affection from her. I didn't necessarily get the the love I needed. And I'm saying this as supposed to, you know, I know my mom loved me. Mm-hmm. She took care of me and all that, but I didn't get what I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need different things. Mm-hmm. And I was the type of child, even man today, that I needed affection. I needed words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I needed more, I need more of an intimate type of love. And I didn't get that from her. So mm-hmm. that stemmed a lot of my depression and it ran into the relationships that I had with other women. And even outside of those relationships, I was seeking mm-hmm. what I wanted and needed from my mother. And women. And women. Right. And it caused a lot of mm-hmm. terrible things in those relationships where I was too emotionally invested in those relationships where I took things, took, I'll just say, I took abuse mm. but on based on me not getting what I needed. Mm. Not saying that these women purposely caused me abuse, but it was more so self-abuse because of my insecurities and pressing so hard to get what I needed mm-hmm. from my mom. I mean, I'm 35 years old right now. I'm not so far removed from my depression. Mm-hmm. So you can say three, three, four years ago, I was still dealing with the point mm-hmm. where I was s- abusing myself, trying to get what I needed from my mom. And it was just so many damn insecurities where I was trying to force somebody to give me something, mm-hmm. but I needed to give it to myself. And I'm saying this to say, We'll all have our insecurities, and the people that we have relationship with, yeah, they play a part in that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it comes down to us getting over those insecurities. Great point. And we had a conversation before. I can totally relate to that because my situation is similar, but my reaction to it wasn't quite the same. Right. I didn't so much beat myself up about it. Mm-hmm. But I looked for what I felt I wasn't getting from my mom and other females. So I know exactly where you're coming Mm -hmm. from with that. And because of that, it caused me to stay in relationships longer than what I should have. And like you, it wasn't until I was, what, 31, something, 32, that I realized my issues that I was having with women wasn't always them. Right. Part of it was me not getting what I felt like I sh- I didn't even realize it was I was looking for this from my mama until I was 30 something but right, it was actually yeah. something that I felt I missed from my mom mm-hmm. that if I didn't get it in these females then 
it became a problem without me even knowing that this is what's really going on inside of me. You was looking to fill a void. I yeah. was looking to fill a exactly. void. And then when I realized what that actually, what was actually going on, going on with me, that's when it started to push me towards trying to find out about my real, you know, parents and everything. Not this. Now, don't get me wrong. My my parents that raised me up, they, I, I'm internally grateful and indebted to them. Right. And they did an excellent job with raising me and they will always be my parents. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I think there is something there that I can't mm-hmm. quite explain or put my finger on that I think you only can receive from the woman that gave birth to you. Mm. If you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I believe, and, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't really realize this until I had kids of my own. And I was like, yo, there's a love, a deep, deep love that you can have for somebody. But I don't know if it's a deeper love than a parent to their ch- to their right. ch- it's, it's not. Right. It's really not. That's you know, then I'm not now you not. do have some parents that are messed up, but usually they're parents that are messed up, there's other things going on with that, mm-hmm. that whether there's some type of drug abuse or alcohol abuse or mental issues that's mm-hmm. causing them not to be right. the parent they need to be. But I'm talking about a, a mother or or especially a mother in her right state of mind. I don't think there is a love for anything or anybody like your the woman that gave Earthy, right. right? You yes, know what I'm saying. I agree with that. And mine is like a double whammy because I I don't know my biological mother or father. You know what I'm saying. I couldn't even. I could be standing next to a, a relative and wouldn't know them from Adam. Right. You know what I'm saying. But I say all that to say it took me a while to realize how this is affecting me in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm able to acknowledge that and understand what's going on with me, it's causing me. I think to be a better mate Mm -hmm. because now something that I was normally pushing off to my mate, Mm -hmm. I don't do that no more because it ain't their fault. That's something like you said, I got to deal with for myself. Mm -hmm. So to the lady that's asking the question, how do you deal with it? You can't really deal with it. You only can do what you can do as a woman in his life. Support. Support him to an extent. It depends on, as to what level his insecurity is gone to, right, because some right. men could be insecure to the point of they beating the crap out of you, right? And that right. ain't healthy. Nah, you know what you I'm need saying? To leave. Mm-hmm. And so, so you as the woman, and, and nobody can tell you this—not your mama, not your daddy, not your good girlfriend—you have to know what's your end game. Right. What is too much for you? Right. Because what's too much for your mama ain't too much for you. And what's too much for your good girlfriend? Look, your good girlfriend gonna say get rid of him as soon as he say the wrong thing because she ain't got nobody. You have to find out what's your cutoff point, and you and your man have to keep that between y'all. I seen a situation at work Friday where this girl, this guy, he was walking around the property, walking around the property, and I, you know, I saw him. I had my eye on him. But come to find out, he was waiting for his girlfriend to come off the train. Man. I don't know what was going on with them, but she was tired, a dude. And mm. he, it, from what I could assess from the situation, it looked like he was in a, a humbling spot, like, I really need you. Mm. And this was the time she was like, I'm done. And you could see it clear as day. I was like, yo, he need her right now? And she has finally said, I'm done. through. Mm-hmm. And that joint was not pretty it made me 
come home and tell my girl I love her. That's how, <laughs> that's how, like, how rough, because I could feel for yeah, dude. Uh -huh. I'm like, you know, us as dudes, sometimes we get caught up in our BS and we don't realize, like, because we in the midst of whatever we doing, mm -hmm. how much she's going through and trying to endure right. with dealing with our whatever it is. And here you are in a situation where I ain't got nowhere else to turn. And baby, I love, I need, if I never needed you before, I need you right now. And she was like, I can't take this shit no more. Not to the point day. she turned around. Matter of fact, she put some money in his hand. She said, I'm tired of this shit. She turned around and walked off on his ass. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo. And that, the look on his face let me know. I like, dog, whatever you did. But with that being said, it's the you and you podcast. Yes, hey, another episode. Another episode, like I always. What are we gonna call this one? Shit. Insecure men. We figure it out. Hmm. Yeah. All right, we insecure relationship. Like yeah, relationship. 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 Uh, I put insecure. Yeah, we can call it insecure. Money I, I like insecure men because like that's gonna make ladies really yeah. want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's the you and you podcast, the insecure men episode. It's O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny J O N N Y. To my left is got waves over here. I have a um new at for all my social media by the end of the day, <laughs> where um I'll post it on the our Twitter page. You and you uh podcast. You and you podcast on Twitter. So it'll be there. Look out for it. Okay. Rip. All right. It's your boy, Rip. Catch me on greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. And I got two new blog posts, I Am Not a Stigma mm. and I Am Forgiveness. Check I them out. I like chocolate, but Scotty don't. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott Higgs, H-E-G-G-S, author of the hottest new book on Amazon, Hypocrisy in America. Everybody check that out. Yes, I appreciate the support. Uh, follow me on Twitter, SJH80. Let me know how much you hate me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, son. It's your boy, son. Y'all hey. came all this way to hear me say gang gang. <laughs> he back to hey. normal now. He back to oh, normal. He back to normal. <laughs> we <laughs> talked about threesomes. He back. <laughs> all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, the man, man behind the brand. The man, G Deck. And I'm from out of town. <laughs> Shout out to Littles. Shout out to Littles. Hello. Shout out to Tay. We got Tay in the building. Tay in the house. Tay came to see us. So thank you for the support. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. The Player FM app. Player FM The Beyond Pod app. Beyond Pod. YouTube under UNU Radio is the channel. Comment, let us know what you like, uh, what you don't like, what you agree with, what you don't agree with, all that good stuff. Topic it's the you and you. Yeah, topic suggestions. Yeah, we yeah, we like all that. We want to hear from you. Yeah. We want to hear from yeah. you. Can, you can hit us in the DMs. Uh, we we're on goes down in the DMs. <laughs> we was, we're on Instagram, <laughs> U-A-N-D-U podcast. That's Instagram. You can hit us in the DM there. We get a lot of stuff there. It's the You and You podcast. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. The waves are back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show.